Hello there. You're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The podcast where I watch Doctor Who and I tell you all about it. Oh, wait a second. I fucked it up. It's supposed to be hello there. This is Benny and this is Kyle. <laughs> and this is the Doctor's Watcher. Um, oh, well, you know what? We, we like to do... Too late like now. To, uh, yeah, yeah. We like We're, to mix it up a bit. and <laughs> Yeah, I was like, dang, hold on. I feel like I'm skipping ahead or something. That doesn't, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> that guy um, who just talked was Benny, by the way, listeners. <laughs> yes, and that was Kyle. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, uh, we're off to a good start here. <laughs> hey, Kyle, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Having a pretty good day. It's uh, beautiful and sunny up here. I imagine it's probably also the same for you. Yeah, it's almost it's a little too too warm at one point. Um, and so, yeah, it's a little dark where I am right now, um, which I know is a lot coming from someone in the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> that it's been so nice and, and you know, uh, perfect weather here when everywhere else in the country has been dealing with heat waves and That's just true. ridiculous temperatures. Um, but yeah, it was actually kind of almost too warm today. And here I am complaining about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I wanted to mention today, Benny, that... I have not mentioned to you yet even, but I thought that you and our listeners might be interested to hear about is that Circuit 23 is actually putting an album out on like oh, nice. a, a label and stuff. Um, yeah, it's going to be called Necrobotic. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> uh-huh. By the time you all hear this, listeners, it will have been out for a couple of months, I think. But for Benny and I, it's not quite out yet. Uh, but you'll be able to get it on download or vinyl or CD. I pre-ordered the vinyl because I think it's going to be really cool to have some of Circuit 23's music on vinyl. Oh, that's so cool. And do you, he, do you actually own a record player? <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, actually. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> yeah, my partner and I bought... A pretty decent one, like about a year ago, not too okay, long cool. after we moved into this place. <laughs> I've I've even used it a few times. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I did want to mention that Circuit told me that any like proceeds or profits from the album that he actually sees, he's just going to donate to like Food Not Bombs or something along those lines. Oh hell yeah. Um. It is being, you know, published by a, a label that his friend started. And he said, you know, he can't speak for what his friend might do with, with the label's share of the cuts. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's fair. Yeah. It's going to be coming out on Esoteric Empire Entertainment is the, nice. the label. <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. But yeah, I would recommend it for, you know, I've, I've heard like a, a sort of sneak preview of most of the tracks and you know i'm also familiar with his music generally and mm -hmm. so i would definitely recommend it for anyone who's interested in like dark industrial electronica type music cool yeah i mean we've we've given his soundcloud i think every episode since the beginning so hopefully some of you have checked him out uh and you know gotten a, a taste of his music so if you like what you heard um please uh, consider getting the album. Yeah, for sure. 
cool. I probably will not be buying the vinyl. I imagine I'll just <laughs> buying the download, but still, very cool. Well, I will show you the vinyl next time you're over at my house. Cool. We should we should definitely listen to it. Yeah. While uh, while watching uh, Doctor Who. And uh, speaking of Doctor Who, uh, should we uh, get into it? I think we should. Excellent. This is the ninth episode of season two, an episode called Flashpoint. Cool. And I wonder, Benny, if you could remind us of our Cliff Dingler. Yeah, so I was just uh, recently editing our previous episode because I fell uh, slightly behind on it. I, I do try to have um, the previous uh, recording sessions episodes edited it before we do the next recording session um and i only just did uh, episode eight a few days ago so it's still pretty fresh in my mind that ian is on the penetration explosive on his way to the fisher and uh listeners will know why i remembered that (laughs) he is indeed in for the ride of his life i imagine in (laughs) multiple ways yes it might be (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i guess daleks don't really have an evil laugh perfect (laughs) (laughs) so this penetration explosive capsule that ian is inside of you know it approaches the fissure and it starts moving down this track that's kind of like you know, down the inside of the mine into the, you know, into the chasm, basically. And inside of the capsule, Ian is looking around and trying to figure out what to do. And he basically just starts, like, pulling wires out. Yes. If, if there's wires within reach, uh, that's a good call right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he pulls wires and just keeps pulling wires, and after just a few moments, the beeping noise that has been going on in the background this whole time stops, and the capsule stops moving, and it's only like partway down the mine face. Oh good, we resolved our cliff dangler. Well, I guess he's still inside, so partly resolved it. We cut to the top of the cliff, like where the capsule was descending from. And there is a group of Robomen who start pulling a rope that's attached to the capsule. They're like, Uh, would you call them rope Robomen? (laughs) Rope rope Robomen? Yeah. (laughs) The, the rope Bowmen start, start pulling on this rope to like, bring the capsule back up basically their equipment has detected that the capsule stopped moving and so they need Mm -hmm. to like figure out what's wrong with it Mm -hmm. and inside the capsule ian is still messing with wires but he's gone from like pulling them out to twisting them together and you know he must know a lot more about (laughs) wires than uh than what we've previously been 
led to believe. Yeah, he's he's trying to like hotwire the capsule or something. Nice. You know, given that it's a penetration explosive, seems a bit dangerous, but you know, Ian's a person of action. Yes, he's apparently a, a person of wiring. <laughs> and he he twists some wires together and then this like door panel in the floor of the capsule pops open and he climbs down out of the capsule. Nice. In the like control chamber, basically, one of the Daleks informs the black Dalek that a man was seen leaving the penetration explosive capsule. <laughs> And the Black Dalek gives the order. Exterminate him! Exterminate him! Exterminate him! Hell yes. There it is. <laughs> there it is, listeners. Uh, we've, been, we've been waiting for it, and uh, now you just heard it for the first time. Um, though, uh, I always do this to myself, where it's like, but it wasn't just the word exterminate by himself. <laughs> it was exterminate him. True. So... Well, we'll celebrate now, and then we'll celebrate again. We'll that's, celebrate that's again later. They're, yes. they're they're getting they're making their way there. Yeah, and that was a good one. We, I've been you know I keep saying I've been waiting for someone to just say well for a Dalek to say exterminate just by itself rather than exterminating or exterminated, and there, that was it. That was exterminate. So celebration, <laughs> extermination, celebration. Nice. Celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate, good times, come on. <laughs> this is quality content. This is, this is why you tune in to the Doctor's Watcher every two weeks. <laughs> so Ian uses the rope to climb down to the next section of the shaft that the capsule was was descending from or descending down. Wait, was it a shaft or a fissure? <laughs> or it was going down the shaft to the fissure? <laughs> I think, yeah, it was... I had kind of the same question in the episode. It was a, kind of unclear what was happening for a bit, but I think it was sort of taking a track down a shaft to the fissure. Gotcha, gotcha. That's very, very important <laughs> for our listeners to know. Uh -huh. please, please continue. <laughs> so, so Ian's climbing down the shaft from you know this handy rope that was attached to the penetration explosive capsule but this dalek drives up and uses its gun arm to burn through the rope oh dang and you know ian starts like sliding down the capsule shaft it's luckily for him it's not just straight down it's kind of at an angle so you know he kind of like slides down instead of just plummeting Mm -hmm. But, you know, still not great. He slams into a door at the bottom of the capsule shaft and just loses consciousness. Oh, dang. Okay. We've gone from one uh, cliff dangler to another, it seems. <laughs> yeah, Ian just can't get away from dangling off these cliffs. <laughs> well, maybe the door will have some handy protruding wires on it. <laughs> you can either pull out and or twist back together ian person of wiring yes he you know he he's in good shape he's kind of a wiry guy yeah yeah i can see that 
Meanwhile, Barbara and Jenny are being escorted to the main control room because, you know, they have told the Daleks that they have information about the Antida resistance. Mm -hmm. And Barbara tells Jenny that, you know, once they get there to... Try to find the main control panel. Do as much damage as you can. I'll try and keep them occupied. Wow, that's that's very brave given that every Dalek comes with its own, you know, death ray and yeah. they're they're completely unarmed, but yeah, Barbara, person of courage. They're having this conversation about like, you know, a foot and a half behind the Dalek that is escorting them to the main control room. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dalek is just like you will only speak when you are ordered to do so. And, you know, I'm sitting there watching at home and I'm like, you know, I think you kind of missed the point there a little bit, my friend. <laughs> well, um, we don't actually know where the Dalek's ears are. so <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe so, it just yeah. heard like it heard muffled voices. Yes. As the Daleks are all trying to fix all the shit that Ian broke in the penetration explosive, they also switch the Robomen over to aural control. Oh, which, cool. Yeah, Barbara and Jenny like see them do this, and then they also see the microphone that the Daleks use to give commands to the Robomen when the Perfect. Daleks like test it out. Excellent. So Barbara of course, gets the idea that, you know, potentially she and Jenny could issue new orders to the Robomen and get them to turn on the Daleks. Yes, when you walk over to the microphone, you notice that it sort of, like, lights up or a right. text button shows up to show you what to hit on your keyboard to interact with it. Yeah, your interact button is all of a sudden active. <laughs> so she mentions this plan to Jenny, and as she mentions this plan to Jenny, the Black Dalek arrives to, you know, hear the information that they have about Antida. And Barbara starts talking about Dortmund's acid bombs. But the Dalek is just like, we don't give a shit about the bomb. Tell us about the revolt. Mm. So Barbara, you know, she's looking at her character sheet, trying to decide which skill she wants to convince the DM that this role should be. And she says that the revolt is timed to start almost immediately. And she mentions the Indian mutiny, like she relates it to the Indian mutiny. And the Dalek is like, Indian mutiny, we are the masters of India. And Barbara's just like, oh, no, no, no. I meant the misnomer for Native American groups. <laughs> She says that this Indian mutiny is going to run parallel with the Boston Tea Party, which the Daleks surely have heard about. And the Dalek is like, uh, nope, we haven't heard of that before now. And Barbara's just like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That means the first part of the plan is a success. Now, I warn you. General Lee and the, four, the 5th Cavalry are already forming up to attack from the north side of the crater. The second wave, Hannibal's forces, will of course come in from the Southern Alps. Listeners will remember that Barbara is, of course, a history teacher. <laughs> uh huh. The DM's like, okay, so this is going to be a deception roll then. Well, we, we knew from the start. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, after a few moments of this, the Black Dalek 
seems to to fall for it. Barbara rolls well, and the Black Dalek starts ordering defense forces to be mobilized and whatnot. And Barbara takes this opportunity to rush up to the Roboman control microphone, where she says, Roboman, this order cannot be countermanded. But she doesn't get a chance to actually give an order before oh, yeah, the Daleks recapture her. And she should have started with the order and then thrown <laughs> the this order cannot be countermanded afterwards so that it, should she be interrupted, at least she's gotten the order out. Right. Listeners, if you ever need to give aural orders or, you know, you need to exercise aural control over a group of Robomen that are being controlled by evil Daleks, keep that in mind. Yes. We're, we only give you useful information on this <laughs> podcast. So the Daleks recapture both her and Jenny, and they put these neck braces on them. They don't have, like, the head braces they put on Roboman. It's just these neck braces that are attached to, like, this pillar in the room. You know, it's the classic, like, evil villain chain your prisoners to, like, the column in the middle of the room sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of sus of the writers to to do this to two women characters. You got to kind of wonder yeah. maybe um, the uh, motivations behind this decision. But sure, yeah, the Daleks' plan is basically to just leave them there because eventually this whole area is going to be destroyed in like in the explosions for the mine and whatnot. So okay. yeah, they're just gonna. Just gonna leave them and let them be killed in the explosives in the explosions. Yeah, that's a very, very classic villain thing. Of well, I could just kill you right now. I've got my death ray right here. In fact, I always do because I'm uh-huh. a Dalek. Because it's attached but to my body. Why would I bother doing that when you're about to get blown up anyway? Conveniently after I leave. So should you escape, I wouldn't know about it. But I just assume <laughs> that uh-huh. you will not escape and therefore get blown up. Barbara apologizes to Jenny for like having gotten them recaptured or whatever. And Jenny, to her credit, is like, What for? It was a marvelous attempt and it nearly worked too. Wow. And she's like, I got to meet you. Yeah, and totally. The, the, uh, all the, those Jarbra, Barbeni, shippers, uh, <laughs> all cheer and <laughs> high five. Uh huh. Meanwhile, Susan and her grandfather and Tyler and David have all arrived at the edge of the mine. The doctor is scoping it out with his binoculars, and he asks David how many acid bombs he has left, and it's three. He, the doctor points to like this mast and cable off in the distance, and he asks David and Susan to go take it out using the bombs. Cool. Uh-huh. Right, Doc. Off you go. And don't stop the big daisies on the way. <laughs> what? Just... Uh, he's the doctor. <laughs> we cut back to Ian, who is waking up at, you know, the bottom of the shaft, leaning up against the door. And... He he opens the door, 
Um, I don't think it's the shaft door he opens. I think, you know, it's like an access door in the wall that he opens, just a regular door. And he kind of like peeks into the room, but quickly shuts the door because a Roboman is approaching. From from inside the room, I assume? Yeah, like or approaching into the room, I think. Okay. So he, he shuts the door so he's not seen. We cut back to the control room where a black Dalek where the black Dalek is driving in a circle in the room and saying, As soon as the repairs to the capsule are complete, the explosive device will be released into the bowels of this planet. Yes, and then they'll, uh, they'll hollow out the Earth, stealing both our magnetic core and our gravity, and then replace it with an engine and fly it around the, the galaxy. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to this plan. <laughs> you know, I am too. I think I think this series is, like, it's going to be a bit different to travel around on the Earth instead of in the TARDIS, but, like, fly in the planet everywhere in the universe. Like, that sounds great. Yes. The Black Dalek announces that it will soon be giving the evacuation order to all of the Daleks and that, you know, their saucers are are just about ready for the evacuation. Cool. I mean, presumably they'll evacuate and then come back uh, so that they can fly the Earth around, right, guys? Right? I think they must, yeah. They're yeah, just yeah, evacuating, I mean, like, like your planet. <laughs> for the big explosion. Of course, of course. Tyler and the Doctor open up a door and like disable the alarm system on the door and head into the mining operations. Tyler's like, I'll say one thing, doc life's never dull with you around. No, that is true. (laughs) The doctor's like, Frank Cooper, don't call me doc. I prefer doctor. Huh? Okay. (laughs) Also, I mean, it's like this guy's life was boring before then. He was (laughs) part of the anti-Dalek resistance. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Back in the mine shaft, Ian opens the access door again and peeks out, and the Roboman's gone. It's safe now. So he heads on out of the mine shaft into the room where he finds some big poles. You know, I guess the, the classic D&D 10-foot stick, 10-foot pole. Yes. There's a bunch of them, though, and... So he takes them through the door he just came through and, like, basically just uses them to, like, you know, block the penetration explosive shaft. Uh, at this point, should I even be commenting on, like, using <laughs> these poles to block the shaft so the penetration explosive can't make it to the <laughs> You know, when, how am I going to phrase this? Uh, whatever. I was going to do a joke about like when a man loves a woman, but I couldn't think of the appropriate. <laughs> when an explosive loves the core of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> when, when an explosive loves the core of a planet. And th- yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to the control room. And the Black Dalek presses the main button that gets things going. And, you know, it says that once the button is pressed, they'll have one hour to get out before the explosion happens. Mm -hmm. 
So it presses the button. The that's penetration. Time. Come on. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I know, I know it'll come down to the last few seconds, but <laughs> <laughs> the penetration explosive starts traveling down the shaft again on its way to the fissure, but it hits these poles that Ian has stuck in to block the shaft, and it, it stops. The shaft is successfully blocked. Nice. It's apparently like they don't have good monitoring technology, though, because the Daleks don't seem to have realized that this happens. Hmm. You know, they're just still like... The explosive device is on its way to the center of the Earth. We shall go to the edge of the fine workings and be picked up by the saucers. Yep, go for it. Uh, have fun there, uh, Daleks. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> uh-huh. So the Daleks are heading through the base. Tyler and the Doctor do the classic thing where, like, some enemies are rolling through, so they just, like, press themselves up against the wall and hope that the Daleks, you know, don't look at them. I feel like similar things have worked before on this show. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think you're you're actually pretty likely to get away with that with Daleks because... You know, they've got like just the one stock with it with the eyepiece at the end of it, so Yeah. They've probably got a pretty limited range of vision. Yeah. That makes sense. So the doctor and Tyler finally arrive at the control room and they're able to easily deactivate these magnetic neck braces that are attaching Jenny and Barbara to the central pillar. And huh. the the doctor says that they need to get started on their plan before the Daleks come back. And Barbara's like, I don't think they will be coming back. They activated one of their bombs. They intend to blow a hole through the center of the Earth. But why? They're trying to pilot the Earth right out of its orbit. Heck yeah. The doctor's like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, he's actually not too happy about this. Uh well... Yeah. <laughs> He's like... We must prevent this, Barbara. If they succeed, it'll mean that they're... And upset the entire constellation. We've got to prevent it. No idea what that means, but it sounds... <laughs> see? Uh-huh. That just clearly shows how little I understand of the uh, the science involved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly some science going on there. Yes. To <laughs> Yeah. The doctor knows. Yes. Apparently, the way that he would like to try to prevent it is by keeping the Daleks here at the base because, you know, that way they can't blow shit up without blowing themselves up. Yeah, that that tracks. Yeah. Survivors of London, the Daleks are the masters of Earth. Surrender now and you will live. Those wishing to surrender must leave a five-star review on iTunes and email thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or tweet at doctorwatcher and obey orders received. Message ends. They hear a Dalek approaching, and this Dalek intends to... Exterminate them at zero Nice. But there's a scanner screen in the control room, and the doctor sees on the scanner 
that David and Susan have arrived at their location and they're like burning through cables. And within a few moments, the Dalek starts complaining about an intolerable increase in heat and loss of power. Cool. Excellent. So, yeah. So that, uh, the plan's working. I guess, like, the cable that David and Susan burned through is providing all the Daleks with wireless long-range AC. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, once the nearby Dalek is incapacitated, they start thinking about what to do next, and... Barbara goes back to her old plan. She points to the Roboman control microphone and suggests that maybe we could give the Roboman some new orders. Cool. And the doctor loves this idea. Yes, that's brilliant, my dear. Good, carry on. I was honestly wondering like, if he'd uh, acknowledged that it was her plan and not his, but he actually he called her brilliant, or at least he called her plan brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he, he called her my dear, which... Is maybe a well, bit more questionable, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it comes to uh, condescension, I feel like that's not um, as condescending as the doctor could have been. And that's true. has been, so... Eh. So Barbara gets the microphone, and she kind of just repeatedly, like, hits her mouth with her hand as she speaks into it. man... And then the doctor grabs the microphone and he says, Turn on the Daleks, turn on the Daleks, kill the Daleks, do you hear? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming that you all just heard uh, sound clips, but just so you know, Kyle actually did, for my benefit, (laughs) 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 hit his mouth while he was giving Barbara's line. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) So the camera cuts to out in the corridor where like shit is going down. I'll say the Robomen and the formerly enslaved, not yet Robo people are running here and there. There's a whole group of people that's like holding a Dalek in the air above them as if the Dalek was crowd surfing at a rock concert. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's pretty clear that they took Barbara and the doctor's orders to heart. Excellent. We finally get a barbarian reunion hug. Oh, there we go. After, so, you know, so yeah. Jarbra shippers or Barbeni shippers. <laughs> the barbarian ship has been, you know, Barbara and Ian have basically been apart for each other for pretty much this entire serial, other than yeah. like a, a few occasional moments. But, you know, they even in those moments, they didn't get to actually hug or anything. I'm here for the hugs. (laughs) The doctor wonders, like, where Ian came from. And so Ian shows them the mine entrance that he came out of. And he tells them that that's where the penetration explosive is jammed. So that's probably where it will still be when it explodes. Yeah, which is uh, good for the planet, probably less good for our heroes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the doctor's pretty sure that it's not going to get the job done in that position as far as, like, penetrating the Earth's core. But still, it will be a 
gigantic explosion. Mm-hmm. They have about ten minutes left before the explosion, so they start evacuating people. Yeah, earlier when I was like, oh, we've got an hour. That's plenty of time, and now we're already down to ten minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. So people are fleeing from the mine. We also get more shots of people, like, bashing Daleks with rocks and, like, tipping Daleks over and that sort of yes. thing. I was, I was going to ask if someone's tipping a Dalek over because that's always uh-huh. always my favorite. It's, it's just such an easy thing because, you know, you just have your Dalek suit there. No one's in it. You just walk <laughs> over and you push it over. Nope, poor Dalek. Uh-huh. You push it over and then you cheer. Yes. You have a, a non-extermination celebration. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to our protagonists up on a hill. They are like hunkering down as sounds of an explosion happen. And we see stock footage of a mushroom cloud that's you know intercut with stock footage of rock slides and stock footage of magma flows <laughs> and the doctor says that all of the Daleks saucers were caught in the huge explosion i guess they were just kind of like hovering over the base yeah we we didn't have stock footage of that <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> I suppose it makes sense that they'd just be hovering over the base, though, because, like, I mean, it's going to be a badass explosion. You're going to want to see it. Hell yeah. And, and they didn't expect it to be so close to the surface. So Right, right. Makes sense. Jenny wonders if any of them could possibly have survived. And the doctor says, Isn't that, my dear, impossible? Oh. <coughs> Oh, there's something new for you, Tyler. Huh? A volcanic eruption in England. <laughs> and Jenny realizes that the Dalek occupation of Earth has ended. Hell yeah. Though so, um it's been a it's been an enjoyable serial, and because the serial is called the Dalek Invasion of Earth, um it probably means our, our serial's time also is drawing to a close. It does, unfortunately. This is the last episode of the serial. That makes me realize, I think the serial is called The Dalek Invasion of Earth, right? I think so, yeah. And, Which, but no, yeah. They're, they're right, it really is more of an occupation. It's a, yeah, it's a slight misnomer, because the invasion was all in the backstory. Yeah. Yeah, this whole serial takes place during the occupation. Yeah, I guess that's... Slightly less compelling as a title, but still a pretty cool title, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Dalek occupation of Earth is still pretty cool. Yeah. So we get a a passage of time cut where we fade to black and then, you know, fade up again. Mm -hmm. And we fade up on the exterior of the TARDIS. And some of the guys from the mine are helping our heroes clear all the debris away from it. Well, they're they're good at moving rocks, those guys. <laughs> uh-huh. The doctor tells Tyler that the next task, the rebuilding of the earth, must be dedicated to people like Dortmund who gave their lives for it. And I'm sure you're going to make a great success of it. 
Nice. I respect that. I respect the respect that he's giving to the uh, the sacrifice there. Yeah, totally. They listen to some church bells chiming in the distance. Listen. And the doctor says that this is just the beginning. And he walks over to talk to Susan. She says that she's been thinking. And he says, Ah, yes, I'm afraid we've had very little time for that sort of thing lately. No time for thinking. <laughs> uh-huh. We've only had time for action. He pauses for a moment, and then they both start to speak. They speak over each other. And, you know, then, you know, they both stop again or whatever. She starts to say that her thing that she had to say isn't wasn't very important. But then she cries out in pain because she has stepped on a rock. And apparently over the course of this serial, she has worn a hole like completely through the sole of her shoe. Oh, bummer. So the doctor like takes the shoe from her and says that he'd better mend it. And she's like, <laughs> it's not worth it. I've got dozens of other pairs. And, you know, she says that she needs to like clean out her closet. Yeah. I like, you know, these references to the, the TARDIS having all these rooms that we've never seen. <laughs> uh-huh. I think at this point we've pretty much just seen the control room of the TARDIS, right? No, actually that's not true. We, I think in the, uh, the one that wasn't space vampires, I think we saw more rooms there. Right? Yeah, I think we did. We saw like one or two other rooms. Like there's a room with sort of a, a couch or bed in it. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I always, I always love, you know, just thinking about all the additional rooms in the TARDIS, both the ones that we see and the ones that we only just kind of hear of. Right. And, you know, like she has dozens of pairs of shoes, but it makes sense that she's worn through the sole of these shoes because they haven't had access to the TARDIS for this whole serial. I don't think that you normally wear through the sole of a shoe in just uh, a couple days or so, even if you're doing a lot of running around, but maybe it was already, you know, close to being worn through before. Yeah. And it's always hard to tell how much time has passed. Like it's, it's not entirely clear to me if this has been days or weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. It's definitely at least days, but gotcha. But I'm not sure if it's been longer or not. Gotcha. So the doctor talks a little bit about how disorganized Susan has gotten since being out of school and how she needs someone to look after her. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's acting like pretty uncomfortable. And then he says that he has to check on something in the ship. And so he heads into the TARDIS. Ian is over chatting with David and he asks him what he intends to do now. And David said that he's going to work the land. He wants to see things grow again. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was that was really, really cool. Yeah. OK, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm being strong vibes here that uh, Susan is, is uh, was trying to tell the doctor that she wants to stay with David. I will neither confirm nor deny 
<laughs> there you go, listeners. I knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara drags Ian like away from David. Tyler tells David to stop by, you know, come stop by and see him again before he leaves the area. And then Tyler heads off. This leaves David and Susan alone together. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Barbara was picking up on something there. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. David asks Susan to stay with him, but she says that she doesn't belong in this time. But I love you, Susan. And I want you to marry me. Oh, dang, buddy. You're coming yeah. strong. <laughs> I mean, they've kissed, like, what, all at once? <laughs> <laughs> she basically says that she needs to take care of her grandfather, and she doesn't want to have to choose between him and David. Yeah, I mean, that that shouldn't just be solely her responsibility, but I, I, I do um, really admire um, young people taking care of their, their elderly relatives. Yeah, for sure. David's like... But you told me. You said that you'd never known the security of living in one place in one time. Look, you said it was something that you always longed for. Well, I'm giving you that, Susan. I'm giving you a place, a time, an identity. She starts crying. Yeah, I mean, she did She did say that she wanted that. Yeah. Um, I... I would I would hope that somewhere in there would also be, you know, and I care about you and, you know, want to give you a happy life and make you happy. But, uh, no, that's, uh, that is stuff that she, she has longed for. So yeah, yeah. That he's picked up on that and he's offering, offering it to her. So yeah, she's crying and she says, lost my shoe. And then she just embraces him. That's cute. That's cute. yeah. I, I I like the absurdity of I've lost my shoe because yeah. Sometimes when we do have these like big life changing moments and or just emotional moments, sometimes you know just these kind of ridiculous things are also going on at the same time. And yeah, totally. Your, your brain can kind of like because you're having such a hard time like processing these like huge life changing emotional things going on. Sometimes your your brain does like quickly cut over to just something small and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a, a really cool moment for the same reason. Like it, it felt very real. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Terry nation. <laughs> There's more to you than just Daleks and problematic bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the camera cuts to the inside of the TARDIS, the TARDIS control room where Ian and Barbara are both just kind of like standing around watching the doctor. And oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that they're watching all this on one of the like, you know, cameras that uh, allow them to see what's going on. Oh, this, this is definitely happening on one of the monitors. Like oh. everyone's aware of what's going on. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, they're watching the doctor to see how he reacts basically. Mm-hmm. And he heads over to the control panel and pulls a lever and we cut back to the outside and the TARDIS doors shut. Wow. He's not even going to say goodbye. Yeah. Susan rushes over to the doors, but he, he addresses her over the scanner speaker. Listen, Susan, please. 
I've double locked the doors. You can't get in. Now move back, child, where I can see you. And so she does. She steps back mm-hmm. and he gives this whole speech about how she took care of him and he took care of her and she will always be his grandchild but she's a woman now despite the fact that he literally called her child like 10 seconds ago <laughs> he's still the doctor uh-huh <laughs> but he says that she should belong somewhere and she should have roots with david you'll be able to find those roots and live normally like any woman should do he goes on one day i shall come back yes i shall come back until then there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Goodbye, Susan. Goodbye, my dear. Yeah, I think I've heard that speech before. It is, it is quite beautiful, actually. Yeah, it really, it is a, a touching speech. Yeah, especially that he, he, he seems to be saying that he believes in her, which is... Nice to hear, given uh, yeah. everything that's come before. And I love that bit about acknowledging that she's a woman now. Um, again, given everything that's come before. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, good, good on you, Doctor. And, yeah, with that, the TARDIS dematerializes. And Susan, who is wearing only one shoe, walks over to where the TARDIS was. David comes over and reaches for her hand, saying that the doctor knew she could never leave him. Mm -hmm. She is stunned and silent, and she takes his hand, and she drops something to the ground, and she walks off with David, and... The camera pans down and zooms in to show us that the thing that she dropped onto the ground was her TARDIS key. Dang. All right. Yeah, and then the words, next episode, the powerful enemy, come up on screen and credits roll. We've had some great episode titles. <laughs> I feel like they could have tried a little harder with that one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that was that was quite that was quite an emotional end there to uh, a very kind of action packed and and I think classic serial. Yeah. Um, I wanna. Yeah, I wanna like kind of unpack that and talk about it a little bit before we get to the usual end of serial question. Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, there's a lot to think about. Like this is obviously our first companion departure from the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I completely understand Caroline Ford's reasons for wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I support that, but I also have to say that I kind of think that this in the modern light, this kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's supposed to be a sweet ending and it's, you know, it's played as a sweet ending and, you know, it's the doctor seeing what Susan truly wants, but can't choose for herself and giving it to her. Yeah. But it's also an old man exerting control and authority over his granddaughter and making probably the largest, most life-changing decision that could be made for her without consulting her about it. Mm -hmm. Like one moment he's calling her child and the next moment he's locking her out of the ship to spend the rest of her life with this dude that for all we know is like her first serious crush basically. Mm -hmm. And like, he doesn't give her a chance to say goodbye to Barbara and Ian. He doesn't give her a chance to like get any of her stuff from the ship like she goes like her other from pairs of shoes. Yeah, she goes from owning dozens of pairs of shoes to owning a shoe. Yeah. Like not even a pair, but a shoe. And it's not like you can just go to the store in post apocalyptic London and grab yeah. your shoes. So yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time since we've formally had a what the fuck doctor moment. But what the fuck doctor yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about, especially about not giving her a chance to say goodbye to Ian and Barbara, given that he could have, if he's, you know, talking out through the, uh, the intercom or whatever. Um, and, uh, he could just like handed the microphone over to Barbara and Ian. Yeah. So they could say, Oh, we're here too. Goodbye. We love you. Wish you best of luck. Um, but yeah, I guess he wasn't even thinking about that. Um, I'll, yeah, this one's this one's kind of kind of complicated because I I did think honestly um, as much as it's still in the vein of the doctor making decisions for her and treating her like a child, I, I also do think that it came from a place of love, um, knowing that or at least believing that this was what she wanted, but knowing that she wouldn't be able to choose it for herself out of this feeling of responsibility to take care of her grandfather. Um, yeah. So, so allowing her to, to have the thing that she wanted without the guilt of having chosen uh, to leave the, the doctor to, to be with this guy that she loves. So that part, I actually, I, I, um, I'm having a hard time saying I agree with, but I, I, I can see where he's coming from and I can see what yeah. he did. I think he's doing it from, from a good place. Um, well, and I, I will say, you know, just to be totally above board that like, as I'm watching the episode, which I've watched this episode several times, you know, mm-hmm. at least twice for this podcast, yeah, multiple times previously. And every time I watch it, like as I watch it, I am definitely feeling all of the feelings that the writers and producers want me to feel in the moment. It's really only like in retrospect and in review and discussion that I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that all those feelings are valid. Uh, <laughs> the, the, what the fuck doctor and the feeling, the feels. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're complicated people and this is a complicated, uh, situation. Yeah, for sure. And and we like Susan. Um yeah, it's this it's this thing where it's like on the one hand I like Susan um and I'll miss her. 
on the other hand, like there's just been so many times when her only contribution to the episode has been something basically kind of misogynist on the part of the writers. And it's, it's kind of as, as shitty as it is to, to be like, wow, I'm a little bit relieved that she's not going to be on the show anymore because I, I like the character and I like the character's potential knowing when this show is being written, knowing the the types of scripts that we've seen so far and assuming that we are going to probably get more of the same, I am kind of relieved that Susan's not going to be around anymore to just get those kind of stock and uh, very kind of gender um, stereotypical roles that, uh, yeah. um, yeah, scenes that she's been stuck with pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, And, you know, she's, I think the lack of character development, you know, she is a, the character does have a lot of potential, but I don't honestly believe they ever would have fully realized that potential if she had stuck around. And yeah, that is pretty much the actual reason why Caroline Ford wanted to leave the show is because they weren't, they weren't developing Susan. They weren't doing anything with her. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's a lot of layers here. You know, there's the character leaving the show, but then there's also the actor um, leaving the show. And, and knowing how unhappy she was with it makes me glad that she didn't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Complicated feelings here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but overall, for, for the entire serial, um, what, what did you think? Yeah, so I would say that, you know, we've discussed Susan's departure, so I will leave that out of it. So that aside, I did really like this serial quite a bit. It was a lot of fun to see the Daleks again. And honestly, this was so much better than the first Dalek serial. Yeah. Maybe it's just because it's on Earth and we get to have like post-apocalyptic London stuff. And that's always fun. But, you know, we also have like the Daleks amazing plan of turning the planet into a giant spaceship, which is such a great idea. I love it. Maybe like David and Susan can finish removing the core of the planet and replacing it with a giant power source. That'll allow them to pilot the planet anywhere in the universe could be like a spinoff series. (laughs) If only BBC, give me a call. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, it was a great serial. Everyone gets to do stuff. I loved that. You know, I actually enjoyed all the splitting of the party because, like, everyone got their own little arcs and their own stories. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff happened. There's lots of great set pieces, lots of great location shots, like Daleks in London. You can't go wrong with that. So, yeah, I definitely recommend watching the serial. Cool, cool. Yeah, I very much enjoyed listening to it. Um, Uh, It makes me, I always get a little nervous at the end of a a good serial, wondering what's coming up next, you know, Um, (laughs) Uh is it going to be as good? But this had all sorts of action. Um, We had, you know, in addition to the Daleks, and the Daleks really, I think, shown in this one. I think that they seemed really cool. Um, They're in flying saucers, too. I mean, come on. and we, we we even had some sewer alligators thrown in there um, for for spice. Um, we had right. Robo Men, um, and we had lots lots of different types of of action going on between the 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 Fallout uh, game and the GTA mm-hmm. game and the dating sim and um, 
what, what, what else do we have in there? Um, there's lots, lots of different types of stuff. Uh, so good variety, good, good action. Um, cool. We had, we had the slither. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about the, the slither. slither. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was, this was good stuff. Um, I think I'm just going to have to, you know, when we get to the end of the season, I'm just going to have to decide whether to give this A tier or S tier. Yeah, seriously. Maybe I shouldn't give away my, my ratings. <laughs> I'll have forgotten by then anyway. Yeah. Our listeners won't, though. Yeah. They'll, well. <laughs> they'll make sure we give it the correct tier that we said we we're going to give it. You don't have to do that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so coming up next, what, what was it? A dangerous enemy? Powerful enemy. Powerful enemy. All right. Well, okay. I don't know if it gets any more generic than that, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what makes this enemy so powerful. There was one more thing I wanted to mention before we before we sign off, which okay. is that apparently I read online that the original plan was actually for Jenny to join the TARDIS crew. Oh, that would have been awkward for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for Barbara, though. Yeah. And who knows, you know, we could always get an OT3. That's true. But apparently this plan was halted due to uncertainty about the future of the series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so... I thought that was too bad. Jenny was great. There was a time when people were like, ah, I think this whole Doctor Who thing has basically run its course. Two seasons is, is all <laughs> out of it. <laughs> and uh-huh. course, here we are. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how long it takes before we uh, we, we fill that gap. Um, but it's going to be an interesting vibe to having uh, Susan's two former school teachers as the doctor's companions um when susan herself which who was kind of the uh, the connecting factor between ian and barbara and the doctor yeah uh, isn't on the the, the group anymore isn't group. <laughs> yeah that'll be interesting oh cool all right um on to the next episode indeed listeners right. come back in two weeks to find out just who this powerful enemy is. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's Benny. Kyle and I would like to thank Circuit 23 for our theme song. You can find its sweet, sweet tunes, including our theme, at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. And you can reach him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. Thank you to Kyle for talking to me about Doctor Who, and thank you, listener, for listening to me, listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. You can always chat with us by emailing thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or tweeting at doctorwatcher. It always makes our day to see a new review on iTunes. And with that, please join us next time on The Doctor's Watcher. Not now, Barbara. We don't know how long this little trick of ours will hold the Daleks. We may have to find something else.
Well, look, that, mm? that thing over there controls the Robomen. We discovered that earlier. Uh, maybe we could give it new orders. Yes, that's brilliant, my dear. Good, carry on. Robomen, this is your last. Turn on the Daleks, turn on the Daleks, kill the Daleks. Do you hear? <laughs> 